realized that years ago. I was like, Bing, what the heck are we doing? What's the only thing that really exists? What's the only reality? Present, present. Exactly. Mom, come on. <laughs> right now, today. Right. Today, today, now. The present, that's why they call it a gift, okay? Now, the only thing that exists, everybody, is now. And we're never here now. Oh, you're, you're here physically. I see you all, Brady Bunch people, okay? I see you, but you're not here. You're like, you've been thinking about something else, okay? Like, hopefully I've engaged you, but often we're, we're physically in a place, but our mind is like, woohoo, somewhere else. Again, either past or future. And the past and the future are illusion. They don't exist. It takes effort to be here. It takes effort to be present. I am primarily a future person. Of course, there are times I dwell on the past. If only we had invested then, and if only we didn't sell then, and like, et cetera, et cetera. There are moments, but mostly I'm a future person. What's going to happen? When, what if I don't raise the money? What if, blah, 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 what if they do? Now, today, with everything that's going on, anybody who's a future person, all right, the Almighty is throwing gasoline on that fire, okay? Like, what's going to be? And guess what? We don't know. We have no idea. Governor Cuomo, who's the governor of New York, I just I watch his uh, press things during the, during, uh, every day. Why? Because I have a married daughter in New York. I want to know what's going on there. And he said, he said his daughters don't like it when he says, they say, why do you keep saying in the, in the press conferences, I don't know? He says, you know why I'm saying that? Because I don't know. And the Talmud says to teach your, word, teach your lips to say the words, I don't know. Sometimes we just don't know. But that's scary. That could be a scary feeling. You have the sense now that things are out of control, financially, you know, in terms of uh, like there's an economic tsunami is, is, is rising now. Who, what's gonna be, who knows? Or do we have a job? Do we have, if you list all the things that could cause worry and fear and anxiety in our life, sickness, death, um, you know, can't see your therapist, um, job, job insecurity, like if you list them, we got them all, man. Like, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to that, welcome to that island. Now, do you ever play that, uh, like that kind of like a riddle game with friends? If I was, if I was shipwrecked on a desert island, who would I want to be with? I'm sure you've done that, right? You never have to wonder today who, who that would be. Because God has already decided. Andrew Whoever Carl. you're with, Okay. That, you know, surely is supposed to be with her Ima. Okay, I don't know who else is in your house. Some of us are supposed to be alone because that's who's on our island right now. Now, I grew up with Gilligan's Island. Okay, there was like, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Gilligan's Island, all right? So, so, and everybody's a character there and you're supposed to be there because the almighty, you know, there's something and when you're a parent, parenting, um, uh, when, when, you're, when your kids, and maybe your, ki your parents did this to you, when your kids are misbehaving, you put, you put the perpetrator into a timeout. It's called timeout. You take them out of the situation and you put them on the stair and you say, you're in a timeout for forever minutes. 
Why are you doing it? Number one, you want to take, you want to stop the conflict. You want to take them out of it and you want them to think about their actions and their words and their motivation. God has put the whole world in a timeout. We're all in a timeout. Nobody can tell you, nobody, and excuse me, rabbi, not even a rabbi can tell you why God is doing this to the world. Nobody knows. But you can ask yourself, and you should ask yourself, why is God doing this to me? Why am I who's in my island? You know how they, people are saying, like, we're all in the same boat. Eh, at least we're all in the same boat. It's not true. We're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. Your boat is different than my boat, and my boat is different than your boat. Your boat has been designed exactly for you. You're supposed to learn whatever lessons you're supposed to learn inside your boat. You are shipwrecked on that island with those people for a reason or without those people for a reason. And the worst thing would be when people say, well, I just want to go back. Let's just go back to normal. I just want to go back to the way it was. If we go back to the way it was, this was for nothing. Nothing. God forbid we go back to the way it was because it wasn't good the way it was. I hope that you're gaining a lot of insights right now, that you're learning the lessons you specifically, again, your lesson is different than my lesson that you're supposed to learn. God forbid we go back to the way it was. Okay, so now, how do we stay present? How do we stay here? And how do you know when uh, you're, uh, and what state are we striving for? We're not striving for happy. Even though, it's very good, to, like you're supposed to be happy. Sometimes you're in situations that are not happy situations, like sickness, health, and financial. Like, just look at the bright side. Every cloud, black cloud has a silver lining. You know what? Some things are painful. Some things are full of ch unbelievable challenge. And there's no bright side. What are you striving for on a daily basis? You're striving for, to be in a state that's called yeshuva dat, which means a settled mind. A settled mind. When you're, in this, when you're freaking out and you're upset and you're anxious, this is not, this is God's message to you. You're in the wrong emotional state. This is not a time if you're freaking out, depressed, anxious. That's not a time to make an important decision. Don't make a significant decision when you're in that state. Don't pick a doctor. Don't make a significant purchase. Don't have a significant conversation. And don't press send on the email. When you're in that state, wait. You want to get to what's called Yeshuva Dat. How do you know when you're in that state? It's the four C's. Calm, clear, connected, and compassionate. When you're calm, clear, connected, and compassionate, now make a decision. Now make a significant purchase. Now have a significant conversation. Now pick a doctor. Now click send on the email. That's what you're shooting for. How do you get there? 
whatever works, works, okay? Whatever works, works. For some people, you just sleep on it. The worst piece, not the worst, or one of the worst pieces of marital advice that people give, and I, please forgive me if you think this is good advice, but I think it's terrible advice, never go to sleep angry. Right, stay up, be exhausted, fight it out. What, what are you talking about? This is not, if you're in that state and you're angry, this is not a good time to have that conversation. Go to sleep and wake up and maybe you're not so angry anymore. It doesn't mean the conflict flew away. You should talk it out, you should communicate, but now you're in a state where that this is the place where you need to be in that emotional state in order to have, if you're in Yeshuvah Dan, now you can have that significant conversation. So some people, you sleep on it. For some people, you meditate. For some people, you go for a job, you go for a swim, you just, some people, it's just time. Like time, you know, it's amazing how something that's so important one day, think about before this whole pandemic happened, what were you worried about? What, were, what was the news story? The new story was like a prince in England and his, and his new wife just moved to North America. That's all anybody talked about. Who cares now? Who cares? I was in Los Angeles when 9-11 happened. I was in LA. One of the planes was on its way to LA. I was speaking in LA and I was supposed to go to San Francisco to speak the next day. And then 9-11, I woke up and that's where I was. And I remember I was there for many, many days in the guest home I was in. Thank God they had a beautiful home and a beautiful guest, guest, uh, guest uh, um, cabin in the back. And I remember my host said, she, she, she opened up the newspaper, the last newspaper that was delivered, which was the morning of 9-11, before this, it had happened. And she said, look what we used to care about nothing and stupid and ridiculous. Life is very full and life has tremendous opportunities, but we're wasting our life. And again, our headspace and emotional time and resources by living in illusion. How many things did you ever worry about in life that never happened. How many things did you ever worry about that never happened? Countless things, countless things you worried about that never even happened. Well, that was a good use of time, space, and you know, and emotional. What a waste. If something does happen, you'll deal with it. it but for you to take up time now and literally like poison the only reality which is now by worrying about something that may not even ever happen, what are we doing? What are we doing? So past, future, and I, I wanna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you, again, I alluded to it, that you have all the answers inside you, you just can't access it because of all the noise. I want you to think right now, and then we're gonna to go to our question and answer. I want you to think right now of something that is a challenge for you right now, okay? Something you're dealing with right now that's challenging. Specific to you, not just like global pandemic. You got it? You got your thing in your head? Do you wanna borrow from somebody else? You good, you got it? Okay. Now, 
I want you to imagine now that your best friend comes to you with the same issue, but it's not your life, it's their life, the same issue. And they tell you the situation that's going on in their life. And they ask you for advice. I would bet money that you would have really good advice. Why can't you access it for yourself? Because of all the noise. You got to clear the noise. You know where the number one place is that the, according to the studies that you get that eureka moment? When did you get that eureka moment? The light bulb. I got it. Where's that? The number one place? The shower. The shower. Why? Because you're not thinking. We overthink things. You think you think it's a, clear your head. Clarity will come. What's the number two place? Irony. Okay? And that's why our cleaning ladies growing up were a lot happier than we were. Okay? Doing something just as clear your head, mindless, and clarity will come. My daughter, we had a daughter who was getting her master's and she called me up one day, this was years ago, she called me up like, Ima, I'm sorry, you wasted your money and I'm going to flunk out, it's too much, you know, the final exam and it's too much work and it's too many papers, it's too much, there's no way I can do it and she's freaking out. And I said to her, I said, if your roommate, Rebecca, came to you with the same issue, what would you tell her? She goes, Ima, you're not listening to me. I, you don't understand. There's nobody. You never listen to me. There's too much paper. I'll never study. I'm going to fuck up. I said, take a breath. If Rebecca, your roommate, came to you and said the same thing to you, what would you tell her? So she took a breath and said, I would tell her, don't freak out. Divide up the work. Do a little bit every day you'll be fine. I go, I think that's great advice. You have the answer. So sometimes getting out of yourself and thinking if this was my friend, believe me, the almighty will give you the wisdom. Now apply it to your own life. Okay. Question and answers. All right. Great. Can everybody do a round of applause? Thank you. Thank you. So applicable to right now and also applicable to any moment at any time. So that's why I really wanted to hear this talk specifically. So whoever has a question, can you please write it in the chat? Because we have 52 participants on the call. So if everybody starts, ch starts chatting, I won't be able to get everyone's question, but please could um, somebody start us off with a question in the chat. Nobody likes to ask the first question, so we'll start with the second question. Well, I'll, I'll ask the first question. Oh, do we have somebody who's ready for a question? Okay, I'll ask the first question. So my question is, and I'm somebody who's always thinking about the future, because I'm, I'm very concerned. How am I going to advance in my career? How am I going to be the person I dreamed I was going to be when I was five years old? I need to make that happen, and I need to make it now. So how do we be present but protect our future and carve our path and not be too concerned about a day wasted of productivity or an hour that we slept extra? Okay, so living in the present does not mean being uh, not cognizant of the past or the future or even planning for it. So not dwelling on the past does not mean we shouldn't learn from the past. Okay, you should learn from the past in order to affect, in order to become the person you need to be present in order to 
make a better future. So it's great to plan for the future. I'm not about, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, well, forget it. You don't have to buy life insurance, just live for today. No, you need to plan for the future, but you need to be present. You need to be living now because you see the future can change in a second and you have to be able to pivot. You did, you're still who you are, but th- all bets are off right now. All bets are off, right? There's a Yiddish expression, man plans and God laughs. Right? Like, who knew this was going to happen? Only the Almighty. Who, who knows? But the, what, your, what is your responsibility now? Your responsibility now, again, is to grow. Like, I've been calling a series that I've been teaching online. I've got, because momentum, because we're not bringing trips to Israel, we're doing tons of stuff online. We had 48,000 people the first week who went on our webinars. We've had almost 200,000 people since we began. And I'm calling some of the classes I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm calling it Growing Inside. That means growing inside, like our house, but growing inside ourselves. Your future, you know, again, you, you, like, I, I love it when people go, oh, and I'm going to, like, get this degree, and then I'm going to get engaged when I'm 22, and then I'm going to get married at 23, and then I'm going to have a boy, then I'm going to have a girl. I'm like, yeah, yeah, good luck. Good luck. As someone once asked my, said to my husband, he asked him, he goes, how do you, Rabbi, how do you make God laugh? Tell him your plans. Tell them your plans. So you have to, of course, you know, goals are dreams with a deadline. Goals are dreams with a deadline. So you have to have dreams. You have to have dreams. But you have no idea in what form those dreams are going to, going to take, take place. Years ago, um, somebody asked me a little while ago, like, what did you want to be when you grew up? I go, that's interesting. What did I want to be? I remember when I was really young, I wanted to be a stewardess because I wanted to fly and see the world. And then I wanted to be a lawyer because I wanted to help people. And then I wanted to be an actress. Okay, so, and then I realized, as I said these three things, God made all my dreams come true, completely not in the package in the way that I thought, but all my dreams came true. I want to be stewards because I want to travel. Oh my gosh, like every day I wake up, like except for the last few weeks where I ask myself, where am I? And is it Shabbat? Okay, like I'm always like somewhere in the world. I want to be a lawyer because I want to help people. That's what I do. I help people. Now I try to help people. And, and I want to be an actress. Like I get up on stage and in front of thousands of people. Okay. And like, and, and, and I speak. So you see, you have to have your dreams, but you have to be open to how the almighty is going to shape it. It may not come in the package you thought, but it is your dream. Thank you so much. I love that. Be open to the new package. I just wrote that down. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we have a couple of comments and one that is, what is Lori's opinion on finding something in the present that makes all issues more relative? Something that reminds us that our lives aren't so bad and that our issues aren't that complicated. Okay, that's very good. I want no, 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 finding something to impress that makes all issues more relative. So I have to tell you, Shabbat is my key to creating the balance of, and, and it's my marker, and it is the best way to be present. In the non-Jewish world, a lot of things that you're hearing now are, every day is the same. Every day Sunday. Okay, like every day is the same. I don't even know what day it is. Well, the Jewish rhythm of Shabbat, that all the, day, the days lead to Shabbat, and that that rhythm is not only we know what day it is on Shabbat. It's oh, thank God for Shabbat because it, we're we're in this like twenty four hour news cycle that's so intense now that it's just too much. It's too much. So we disconnect in order to connect. So as soon as Friday night comes and I light my Shabbat candles and I 
close my laptop and I shut this off, I'm free. I'm free because otherwise I'm a slave to it. I really am. You become a slave to it. And so I, it's a tremendous technology, tremendous, wonderful, incredible things. I'm, I'm all about it, but you need a break. You know, sometimes when it, like things get frozen, like your, your, your laptop and it's like frozen, there's too much information happening and it's all like, so what do you do? Like when all else fails, you, you just, you shut it down and you reboot it. That's what Shabbat is. It's just so much noise and so much going on during the week. You need to shut it down and reboot. And as soon as Motzei Shabbat happens and I make Havdalah, okay. I open up my phone, I open up my laptop, but guess what? The world kept turning without me. And I, I'm renewed and, and, and my space and I got to read and really talk to my husband. And you know, my, like we usually go away for, uh, for Pesach, like for, and, and we're, I'm usually a speaker at one of these fancy getaways. We've been to Hawaii and Puerto Rico and it's like hundreds of people are there. And of course our kids are with us and this Pesach, it was, we called it honeymoon Pesach. It was just me and my husband. And my husband afterwards said, I liked it so much, don't tell the kids. <laughs> like we really, you know, the Almighty is creating a situation where, again, you can, you can it, it's an opportunity to heal relationships and to be present and to think and not to be running and doing. And really, the, God gives us that every week. Really, Shabbat is really that key. That's what I would say. That should be your touch point. Um, another question, what can I tell myself when I start to feel worry and anxiety? So one thing is this too shall pass, this too shall pass, but I'll tell you what my mantra is. Cause I was addicted to the future, to worry, fear, and anxiety. Even when I was playing with a game with my kids on Shabbat, I'd be like somewhere else. So what do I tell myself when I start feeling that coming? Lori, be present. Hashem will take care of the future. Because again, my worry, fear, and anxiety is not going to help. If worry, like if somebody said, worrying works. Most of what I worry about never happens. <laughs> okay? But worrying does not, does not help. Worrying only makes things worse. So that's what I tell myself. I, I, can, I can literally feel it coming. And, I, and when I feel that buildup of anxiety, I'm like, Laurie, be present. Hashem will take care of the future. And when you put it in God's hands... It's in good hands. It's in really, really, really good hands. And it's such a relief. I remember when I, I didn't grow up observant. And I remember when I realized, you know, at, on my journey as a young adult in Israel, when I came to the realization that God ran the world, I was so relieved that I didn't have to run it anymore. <laughs> I was so relieved. Of course, I make my maximum effort. I work very hard. And you're hishtad lud, like that's, that's how you grow. But the end result is really in God's hands. We grow through the process. We grow through the journey. You don't grow when you walk across the stage and get your diploma for your college graduation. It was all the work along the way, right? It's the journey. Okay. Um, what would you say to someone who is still trying to develop themselves in terms of career and social interactions, like making friends and relationships? They're still not sure. Um, would planning ahead help them? No, for sure. You, you do want to work on yourself now and to, and to make plans uh, now. It doesn't mean that that's different than living in the future. Living worry, fear, and anxiety, that's not, that's not where you want to be. You want to be present, but you want to be in Yeshuvah Dat. So when I say calm, clear, and connected, clarity 
Clarity is everything. Our rabbi used to say clarity or death. Clarity is everything. If I, would get, if I could give you a blessing, I'm going to give it to all the people on right now, okay, the 54 people, right, that if I was going to give you a blessing, I would give it in this way, that the Almighty should give all of you incredible clarity in every aspect of your life and the courage to live your clarity. Because a lot of us have those epiphanies and that clarity that this is not the right guy for me but you gotta have the guts to follow it through, to break up with them, okay? Like you, like you, again, the Almighty's bringing you everything here. All the, the, the uh, decisions and the choices we make here are gonna affect our future, but you don't know what that's gonna be. You don't know. So you just, you, it's whatever's in front of you. But again, of course, you have to dream. You have to have dreams. Like what, what do you wanna do with your life? Or what, what's significant? Why did God put you here? You know, there's, um, I once bought our kids a used puzzle and they spent like days and days doing time, you know, puzzles are very in right now. It was like a thousand pieces and it was Times Square. So of course, duh, I bought a used puzzle for 50 cents. So what did they realize at the end? There's a piece missing. There was a piece missing, right? Note to self, never buy used puzzles. They smashed the puzzle. I was like, no, hold on, you can see it's Times Square. Don't smash it, it's just one piece but they'll never do that puzzle again. And I'll never buy a used puzzle. So the Almighty made this incredible, incredible world, everybody. You are the piece that completes the picture. That the world, it's, we're taught that the world was created for you. If it wasn't, for, that you, you complete the picture. So if you complete God's picture, you have to ask yourself, so what, what, what am I doing here? Like what, what is it I'm supposed to contribute? What place do I have in God's plan and in God's world? Okay, we had a request from Alice Hutner who wanted to know if she could ask you a question using her camera instead of it from in the chat. Alice? Hi, sorry. Yes, because I was trying to write a follow-up question. No problem, Alice. I couldn't like formulate it properly. Um, I asked a question earlier about uh, your opinion on finding something in the present that makes all it's like putting all of the issues in relation to that and something that reminds us, us that our lives aren't that bad and the thing is that i recently started working for uh latet israeli humanitarian aid Ilgun Latet. i don't know if you're familiar and the reason why i started working there was because i felt like i needed something um i needed to do more good and i had trouble basically uh having enough time having a full-time job doing something else and adding that and I realized that pretty early on that that would stretch my I would stretch my stretch myself too thin and so what working there helps me is that I obviously I, I learn about the fates and the, the lives of a lot of less unfortunate people less fortunate people um, which in turn gives me a better feeling about my life which I think think I don't know is that unethical is that you know no, sometimes like you're the, the greatest way to put your life in perspective is to see how other people that their challenges are, you, you would never trade with them in, in ever, ever. And, so, and that's human nature. Don't, don't beat yourself up. First of all, that was a great decision that you made. Like, how can I have a full-time job and help the world? So make your, make that one so that now your job is helping the world, which is fantastic, Alice, really, really a beautiful choice, but it, it does these, these, you know, I always know 
when my husband has spent the day counseling somebody in their marriage because he comes home and he says, I'm so happy to be married to you. I'm like, I'm so, thank you, thank you for marrying me. I'm like, did you do marriage counseling today? Because sometimes you have to be in a situation where like, like a nightmare of a wife or when he comes home and he realizes like, even though I'm not perfect, he's so grateful and thankful for what God gave him, which is very good, okay? He should do marriage counseling every day. And I remember going to, uh, some that, uh, going, it's happened a couple of times that I went with somebody to get a divorce, like a get. The get ceremony is very intense and very painful and very it's it's and and everybody should do that in order to come back and renew their marriage like i came back and i told my husband like i'm all in okay i'm all in. We're, we're, we're good and that's human nature it's human nature and so to be other centered and to see that other people have have challenges uh, it really puts your own challenges in perspective and that's okay that's okay because I remember also at, uh, there was a period in my life where I used to go to a psychologist and I would always, you know, discuss my issues. And I, I live in Israel, in Tel Aviv. And to get to her office, I had to go through South Tel Aviv very far. And South Tel Aviv, as many of you probably know, is um, looking very bad at this point. Um, and on the way to her, that would always, you know, give me some better perspective of my issues when I saw what these people are actually experiencing. And wow. so I used to go get, you know, when I arrived, I would always be in a pretty good mood because I realized my issues aren't actually big and I, I need to do something with these people who are yeah. Wow. really suffering. Yeah, listen, it's, 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 we, we've all been through it and it's important. And sometimes a prescription, like I remember this one woman, she just kept, she kept complaining about her kids. Like she goes on kids and they're always fighting and my I finally told her, okay, I'm writing you a prescription and this is what I want you to do. I want you to, this was in Toronto. I said, I want you to go to downtown Toronto and go to, it's called the hospital for sick children. People call it sick kids. I want you to go to a sick kids hospital. This is huge, like very like major, major world hospital. It's all just for children. And I said, I want you to ride the elevator for 30 minutes. Just get in the elevator and just, just go up and down. Don't leave it for 30 minutes. And you're going to go home and you're going to kiss your kids and you're going to drop on your knees and you're going to thank God because you're going to see children with IVs and with no hair and, and parents in worry and fear. It, it's really, it, sometimes we need that. We need a little patch, okay? Like, wake up, man. Like, you are so, so blessed. And the Almighty has sent your challenges for you to help you to grow. And you couldn't handle my challenges and I couldn't handle yours. But you can handle yours, even though it feels like sometimes you can't. And I can't handle mine. And God has sent you your package, okay? Just like your island and your boat, all wrapped up with a bow. And this is God's gift to you. This is your opportunity to grow. Okay, Lori. So um, I'll give one last question of the night. Okay. Here's a question. So you are very inspiring as you continue to achieve success. Um, what would you say to our community? A lot of us are young people trying to come up in their 20s and 30s. And we might be looking at our peers and saying, well, that one is a millionaire at the age of 26. And, you know, I'm 30. And I, what do I, like, you know, so what's your um, message for people who feel, especially women, who feel like they have to have their career, find a husband, um, get a perfect house all by the age of 30, let's say, if you're in the secular world. What's your, um, what's your advice to those people? 
Well, first of all, I would say that the number one, you have to remember that everything is Basha'at Tova. Everything's in the right time. Everything's Basha'at Tova. You think it's going to be this time, and, this, and you think that was the worst thing that that guy broke up or she broke up with you or whatever it is. And then when you find the right person, you're like, oh, thank God I didn't marry that person. Hopefully that's what you're thinking. But at the moment, you think this is the worst thing in the whole world. Everything is Basha'at Tova. Everything. So you know what you want, right? I want this, I want this, I want that. So God knows what you need. There's a big difference between what you want and what you need. So my kids could want, 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 but if it would, it's not good for them, I wouldn't give it to them and I wouldn't help it to be good. And when something doesn't work out, you have to be very thankful because obviously if it was good for you, God would have given it to you. Do you understand? So the worst thing, like the, of the ten, if you go through the 10 commandments, the last one, number 10, is don't covet. Okay, how do you remember it? With 10 fingers, right? Don't desire what somebody else has. So, so why is that the cleanup commandment? Okay, of the top 10. Why is it, why, why, what's all, like, because the last one, how you begin and how you end. The first one is I am God. Okay, and Hashem, like to, that means to know there is a God. And you end with, you end with uh, don't covet, don't desire. Why? First of all, when you, when you, and why does that make the top 10? There's 630 commandments, okay? Why is this one of the top 10? When you desire what somebody else has, or you envy what they have, what are you saying to God? You're saying, clearly you've made a mistake. That should have been my life, my car, my career, my, my, my boyfriend. God doesn't make mistakes. God's perfect. God's perfect. So you're telling God, clearly you've made a mistake. Also, by desiring what somebody else has, to have envy and jealousy, that can lead to breaking all the other commandments. That could make you covet somebody's wife, okay? That could make you um, steal something, murder something, um, like, get, definitely turn away from God. Like, that one is so, so important. Like how you end, okay? When you end a song, you end a story, you end a, a talk, you should end strong. So on the top 10, God ends with that. Because that is, that's uh, such, if you transgress that, if you envy, you desire, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't want more things in your life. But when you look and you have envy, that's the worst thing. That's the worst. Because it can lead to such terrible things. And it also, it, you're really walking away from the whole concept of creation itself. God created you. He doesn't make junk. You're amazing and unbelievable. He only wants what's great for you. And when you have children, you'll see like how, you know, those of you who do have children, you only want what's good for them. And because we want what's good for them, sometimes we put challenges in, in front of them. And sometimes we don't give them everything because we want them to be great people. And sometimes we put them in a timeout. And again, the Almighty has put us all, all of us here in the Brady Bunch, we're all in a timeout. So we need to be thinking about our actions. We need to emerge from this better people committed together to make a better world. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much. Uh, Tel Aviv rocks. And uh, hopefully I'll be there again one day. But we're in Yerushalayim, which we also, also think is very special. And uh, everybody should be safe and everybody should be well. And uh, anybody who wants to see any of my other lectures, you go right. to yes. MomentumUnlimited.org. That's my organization's Momentum, MomentumUnlimited.org. 
and you could go on and you go to uh, you go to living you can click on living and there's all these video blogs of me and podcasts and, and all these other other leaders as well and the last thing I'm gonna ask you to do is we have a, an initiative called carewithaprayer.org. If somebody, if uh, you could write it in, carewithaprayer.org. Thank you. Carewithaprayer.org. It's fashioned after something that happened within in a war in Israel, in a past war, where somebody created the Shomrim Project, where you go in and put in your email, and they send you the name of a soldier. And you pray for that soldier. And I had my soldier, but I had their soldier. So this time, you can go into carewithaprayer.org, and we've created it. You'll get the name of a doctor or a nurse or, or an EMT or first responder. And then you can pray for that person. So please go and care with the prayer. You can also add names. If you know people who are work for United Hatsala or something like that, put, put in their names. But you please take a name and share with other people, okay? Yeah, Carewithaprayer.org. It's a beautiful way to connect to each other in a meaningful way. Yeah. And uh, the Almighty, you know, the, the world works Mita Connected Mita. So you care about people and the Almighty cares about you. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. So thank you. Uh, the, um, thank you so much, Lori. That was beautiful. Um, all of our information has just been shared in the chat. I put my Instagram, which I am always active on so that people can know what events I'm running because I run events all, all throughout the week, um, as well as my reports. I'm a news reporter. So we have the Instagram page. We have our Facebook um, page for the Sunset Series. If you're interested, we are going to have some great speakers coming up. Jamie Geller is going to be coming on to the Sunset Series and the Tribe Tel Aviv uh, Facebook page where you can find our information as well. Um, Lori, somebody asked if you would share your email address in case they want to book you for something. She shared it. Um, thank you so much, everyone. My information is in the chat. I'm Shanna Fold, S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. And I have all of your information for our future events. So get in touch with me if you have any questions. Um, will, will you guys Thanks, everyone. Hi, Shanna. Wait, wait. Oh. Sh